if you're joining us online. The intention here is to save us. God is intending to save us from an undue internal emotional self-destruction based on anxiety, trouble, the hardships of this life. And maybe anxiety is a problem you're facing. Everyone does from time to time. In Philippians chapter four, you have a summary command by a man in chains. The apostle Paul is commanding something that seems impossible for someone in prison. And yet he is able not only to experience it, but himself to command it. In Philippians 4.4, the apostle in chains, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. He is commanding an emotional response, if you will, a sense of the feelings that are necessary to follow on with the truth of our relationship with God. And this is where the context of our feelings can become focal because we're focused on our Savior and our thinking. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. He's summarizing at the end of this epistle. He says, let your gentle uh, spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. And then Paul gives us a rationale, a drill for how to deal with with the troubles and the worries of this life that so overwhelm us that our feelings are so loud in our ears that we cannot hear the reason for our joy. He commands, again, from chains. This is one of Paul's prison epistles. He commands that we not worry. He says, be anxious for nothing. And that's a universal statement. Anything you can think of in life, do not let that overwhelm the command center. But in everything, here's the alternative to worrying that overwhelms us. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You're to look at this problem that you're facing and turn from that. There's a sort of a repentance going on, a change of mind from this to the God who loves you. And the way you do that is in prayer. The summary word is prayer. Through prayer and supplication. That word in Greek is talking about the urgent specific requests that your anxious situation is making you making you call out to God. Help me, help God. Help me on this thing that's so overwhelming, whatever it is. You're turning from this thing that has you emotionally overwrought, anxiously compromised, where you can't rejoice in the Lord, and you turn to God and you say, Help. You call out to him and Sometimes you're in the situation because he wants you. He's like, you're not talking to me. Now you're talking to me. Okay, good. So we call out to him. We make our urgent specific request. That's a supplication. And then the part we always forget, hook up the ground wire here. You have to give thanks with thanksgiving. If you don't remember your salvation then, and you don't remember your eternal life, you don't remember the baptism by the Spirit which unites you to Jesus Christ, if you don't remember he's the heir of all things and so you're an heir with him if you're born into the family of God through the blood of Christ, if you don't remember these things, then what do you have to rejoice about? Not the trouble you're in. You see, Thanksgiving, well, what do I have to be thankful for? God, help, this hurts. Well, the first thing you can thank him for is that he's working whatever this is together for good. You can thank him that this is something that he is walking with you 
through. You can think of that even if I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. And so what you're doing by asking him and bringing your gratitude is remembering. And this is a command God gives us through the Apostle Paul because he wants you to bring to mind who he is and therefore who you are. And this is the context where you let your request be made known unto God. So it is to pray. You go to him in prayer instead of being overwhelmed by the, by the monster outside the door. Whatever it is, whatever it is, and this is universal, anything and everything. And then in verse seven, there is a promise that is a consequence, it's a follow-on result. The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is stability. This is not, um, this is not necessarily this overwhelming sense of focal emotional peace, like, you, like intoxication or something. It's stability. It's the peace of God that, that transcends. It surpasses human comprehension. Or can we say consciousness? And it guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And now we're fulfilling the command to rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. See, this is how you defeat the overwhelming anxiety that comes from the unstoppable enemy as Pharaoh's chariots bear down on you and your back is to the sea of reeds, what'll I do? Stand fast and wait on the deliverance of the Lord. We call out to him. We ask him for help. We say thank you for what you've done so far. Could you do something else? And we receive that necessary stability, that peace. It doesn't say in Philippians 4 that we need peace so that we can make decisions so we're throwing fleeces of pieces. If I, have, if, I, if I have peace, then I know I make the right decision. If I don't have peace, I made the wrong. That's not what Paul's doing there. It's not. I don't know people apply it that way. What he's saying is that you don't have to be compromised by the trouble you're in. You don't have to be overwhelmed by the, the impossible boogeyman outside. And as we know from the scriptures from the beginning, from Genesis through Revelation, at times, God is pleased and glorified to put us in impossible situations so that we have to trust him. We walk by faith, not by sight. Thankfully, you and I have seen enough of God's acts, God's works, God's goodness in our lives, in the word of God, in the lives of the, of the heroes of the faith. We've seen enough of God that the eyes of our memory need to be active in bringing to bear what we know of God's works in the past in anticipation of him to do what he said. Do you trust him? Do you believe that he can do it? Do you believe that he will do it, what he said he'll do? This is the Christian walk by faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you for eternal life, for the privilege we have to think your thoughts after you this way and, to not, and not to be compromised by the troubles of this life. There are many. Father, many of us, all of us, are facing uh, obstacles and challenges that we do not know how to overcome. And we thank you that it's not our responsibility to know how. It's our responsibility to trust you. And that's how we overcome. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen.